Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Coffee Talks podcast. My name's Butler. And my name's Maggie. <laughs> Thanks for uh, coming in and joining us today. Daniel Heffington, what's up, man? Glad to be here. How are yes. you guys doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. We're uh, honored. I'm, I'm honored to be here. This Very is like honored. so cool. Yeah. I've been jamming out to this intro music, so right? <laughs> if I was supposed to say something before now, mm. apologies. Puts us in a good mood. Puts, puts me in a good, good mood. mood. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. The song's actually called Good Mood, if you didn't really? know. Really? Yeah, no, no way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it def- like, you picked the right song because it has like a butler vibe to me. Yeah? Yeah, so I like that. It's yeah. Like Jazzy. It was like... Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was weird. It's kind of weird. Like, we're like, yeah, that was a little. Is this like two meta like musicians on a musician podcast talking about the intro music? It's a little meta. Yeah. Meta. But not too meta. I wouldn't say it's too meta. Not too meta. No. That's cool. Is it. Unmeta? <laughs> I just wanted to say, is it? And then is, it? <laughs> is it? Well, I don't really think it is, Maggie. <laughs> is... You know, it's funny you should bring it up because it... it's not. It... <laughs> I would. So this is my new thing I do on FaceTime with people. It's when I'm FaceTiming somebody, I will say something, but purposely cut off in the middle of it and freeze my face. So That's that they think, So they think the connection is bad. And I'll be like, so anyways, ha, ha, ha. And I'll just freeze my face. And they'll be like, what, what, what? And then I'll be Dude. like, uh, then I'll just start laughing and they'll realize it. It's oh, like, Daniel. it's really funny. That's amazing. I can't yeah. wait to try that. You gotta Thank try you so it. much. It, unfailingly, multiple times within the same conversation. And it works. Every what do they? What do they do in response? Like how they do they get really annoyed? And they're like, "Oh my gosh!" They're like, "Whatever." And and then it's like, I'll be like, "Sorry, sorry." Hi. And, then, <laughs> and then they'll be like, "What'd you say?" That's awesome. Oh yeah. my gosh! I'm gonna it's try very, that the next time. Good. I... It's very good. That's so. Funny. I don't yeah. FaceTime people though. <laughs> me neither. Really? But I kind of realized I was like, <laughs> me neither. When I was a little kid, I was like, if somebody told me that I could video chat when I was like, you know, mm. in my teens or twenties, I would be like, heck yeah! Like that's like science yeah. fiction and. Now I realize I can do it like anytime I want right. and I still act like oh I should text my sister she lives in New York I should call her or text her sometime and I'm like I could freaking FaceTime her anytime yeah. I want That's so cool It so depends anyways, on yeah. like the person for me Yeah like if if I see like There's some faces you don't want to see Yeah <laughs> like if if like Jordan or something like my buddy from California like yeah. FaceTime me like out of the blue I'll be like yeah, let's go like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it's about to you know go <laughs> let's down go. or something and then yeah. but like if somebody else were to FaceTime me I don't know I would be like yeah. People asking Hi. to FaceTime. Like, there's this one person in particular. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not going to get into it. But it's like, there's certain, pe- there's certain people where it's just like, they, they only want to FaceTime. And I'm like, right, right. I'm like, I don't think there's a point. I don't think there's a point. So much energy. I'm like, let's just get coffee. I don't understand. That's a good idea. Yeah, literal FaceTime. For me, it helps with like distance, like specifically distance connections. Like, it'd be weird if like my friend wanted to FaceTime me from across town. True. That's a good point. Ride their bike to me or something. Yeah. Which I like to do now that I live in a small town. I like to ride my bike to visit my friends. That's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, like if. If it was like, I mean, you all are welcome to FaceTime me, but if one of you were like just randomly, <laughs> Moral story, if don't one of you were FaceTime randomly me FaceTiming me, I'd just be like, okay, cool. But if it's like a, a relative or like a friend from far away, you know, like this is a good way to connect, yeah. connect yeah. with them. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Like a better way than you would otherwise. <laughs> but sitting here with you guys, that's the best way. This is the best FaceTime. I like to do this audio time. Like a phone call kind of? Like a, I think it's called a phone call. Yeah. I don't. You talk to the operator. Not sure what that. <laughs> Look through the yellow pages. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to hold yellow pages and flip through them. I was listening to uh, <laughs> one of my 
one of my favorite podcasts is uh, Ear Biscuits. The, oh my gosh, the Retin yes, Link yes, podcast, absolutely. And uh, the other week they were talking about how like four one one is still a thing, mm-hmm. and like Yellow Pages is actually still like operating. They called four one one like yeah, on the air. They called it amazing. on the podcast yeah. and like talked to a lady who like works in Iowa or something. And they basically kept asking. She was very nice for a while, but they're like, you know, how does it work? Like, who works there? How many people work with you? And after a while, she's like. You realize that we're not here just to chat with people. We're here to give you information. I'm going to have to hang up now. And before they could even say anything else, yeah. she hung up oh, yeah. right up. Aw. Yeah, Little did she know she hung up on like yeah. Rhett and or Link. And both. Yeah. Yep. Gosh. Anyways. Well, Daniel, thanks for joining us today, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a little later in the day, so we're, uh, we're going to be honest with you guys. We're not drinking coffee currently. Uh but we are drinking maybe what is the essence of coffee. We are drinking we the go. backbone of coffee. Yes. Before it is bean water, it yeah. is just water. Yes. Yeah. So we're drinking some water. And I'll, be honest, <laughs> I'll be honest, I just finished like a large cold brew. So oh, that's cool. okay for me okay. to not have coffee. Where'd I still feel caffeinated. Well, we don't have to go <laughs> that into was the, that. We was the mug that on the, the table. Mug, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to go into the cold brew where it came from. Because it's probably not as cool as your listeners are used to. I uh, just got some good old-fashioned Starbucks cold brew oh, on the way hey. to work. Hey, I'll I be honest. Ain't hey, no gentleman here, boy. No, see, I, I actually I travel a lot, both for like music sometimes and for my, my day job. And I kind of love Starbucks more than other people. Because like, I'm not quite a coffee snob, but I'm kind of a coffee snob. But I still like Starbucks because... I can get the same thing I know I like, mm. no matter where I am in the country. Yep. And so it's like I want to explore all of like the indie, you know, local coffee shops. I do that. I live right across around the corner from Cordial Coffee in Berryville, but it's like I need to also have a Starbucks order I love so that I can get it no matter what city I am, no yeah. matter who's bringing it, no matter if I'm, you know, whatever. It's like this will work yeah so there's something to be said about that yeah mm-hmm. about yeah. that like business model yeah exactly <laughs> yeah saturation like, and it's i mean like i've admitted on the yeah. podcast before that like i like starbucks every yeah. once in a while yeah. you know i'm man enough to say it i'm man enough to it's say fine. it i like I'm myself a psl to... oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah see i i would it. but i don't like anything pumpkin so mm. i like carving pumpkins and this it. might be a problem i know it's i was okay. gonna make a joke <laughs> that was really weird well go ahead <laughs> You guys can edit. <laughs> we can. Never we mind. can. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So sorry, sorry, we don't have like a coffee uh, explanation or anything for you guys today. But I, I had King Street earlier. Yeah. And uh, I had Starbucks. I had Starbucks. I got the um, cold foam cold brew, which has like this cool extra like sippy cup hole in the lid, so you can <laughs> Love don't need a cups. straw. Yeah, it's like you don't need a straw. You just have it so like they make the cold foam and you can like sip like it nitro the, it's kind of like nitro but different okay. it's like they whip up like kind of like a latte foam yeah but they make it in the blender to be cool instead of steaming milk they whip up like hmm. milk or, or creamer or something with a little bit of cascara flavor they whip it all together put it on the top and then give you like a wide mouthed lid mm. so you can get the foam and like love wide slurp mouths. it yeah yeah <laughs> sorry love wide mouth <laughs> all right uh, I want to talk to Daniel today about uh, the experience you just had I this just, like uh, last week, I guess a week from today, right? A uh, week from Thursday. Yeah, wow. Is that, when you it left. Does, it feels like shorter, but yeah, I yeah. left. I left last Thursday. We're recording this on a Thursday, so I left a week ago yeah. today. Yeah. So you told me 
you can give me more yeah, yeah. of your story but yes. you told me that you like had some kind of crazy connection come up mm -hmm. to where you were able to go down to virginia beach yep. and record at this like awesome studio yes um with basically like Ed Sheeran's producer or something like that, yeah, or like so, and Pharrell, yeah. So and Fer like Pharrell was not there personally, right? But his, I guess his musical spirit was there or something. Didn't, like the studio used to be Timbaland's, Timbaland's, yeah, yeah. Uh, studio, yeah. Like the hip hop the producer Timbaland, he, yeah. I don't know if it's Timbaland or Timbaland, whatever, but he built this place and like owned it until last year, and the new owner bought it and. So yeah, I'm I'm originally from Virginia Beach. That's where I grew up. Cool. And, and much to the chagrin of all my friends, they're like, "We get that you're from Virginia Beach. You can stop talking about it." Because I never remember who I've told it to. Yeah. And I'm proud of where I'm from. Actually, I love know, it. Sure. I didn't you know, know that? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. See, so I guess I don't talk about it that. There you much. go. See, I'll tell that to the haters next time. <laughs> um, but, but uh, yeah, that's where I grew up for like the vast majority of my life. I moved mm -hmm. up to Northern Virginia about six years ago. Okay. And until then, I was Virginia Beach and the surrounding area yeah um so i i did not know until you know later in life that both pharrell and timbaland and missy elliott and Pusha t and um like this all of these like iconic hip-hop artists came from virginia beach and the, the the cities in that little uh tidewater region yeah and so um did not I, know that. I did not know that either and they all kind of went various places and became famous but many of them have now come back to virginia beach and done projects there or built a studio there you know whatever so, so cool. i didn't realize this until hearing about it but timbaland had built a studio there used it to record kanye and alicia keys and Justin Timberlake and all of these like crazy people that came yeah. through and, and worked in the studio. It has like bedrooms. It has like bathrooms and editing suites and studio a studio B like, like in the bathroom. Um, the Just cool. Th no. <laughs> yes. Like what? what's crazy is every room in this like complex. Yeah. It's like this one building, but it's like the walls are like, you know, six feet, th like we're like two and a half feet thick for mm -hmm. isolation and like, yeah. all this kind of stuff. But each room in the building is has a mic panel, like a like a, a snake panel. Okay, yeah. And all of it, the bathrooms, the kitchen, the whatever, everything is set up to feed back into the main board in Studio A, what? so that you can just like record if, anywhere. Yeah, you could either like if you like the reverb in the bathroom, right. you can set up mics in the bathroom. If you have a choir and you want to like divide them amongst rooms of the the place, you could do That's that. So mics awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh so my gosh. It was nuts, and they gave me the grand tour. But anyways. I heard about it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, my uh, my spring allergies are making me cough. Cold Th brews coming this back. This is well. This is like <laughs> a big part of my recording story. There. Yeah. Is it was like this dramatic like mini documentary panic moment where, as I went down a week ago, I got like hit with a wave of pollen reaction. No. Ugh. I'm driving down and I tell my wife, I'm like, so I think my throat is like fuzzing up and i don't know what's going to happen because we're supposed to record this weekend she's like it's okay take these powders and take these supplements and like mm -hmm. you know all this stuff and she's like i was eating and like it was like all this like natural like slime mixtures that people <laughs> like to make yeah. and are supposed to cure everything so i tried those <laughs> and um they i don't know if they helped or not maybe i would have gotten way worse if i didn't take them but i didn't notice much of a difference to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I did it to be good. I stopped having any sort of sugar. I stopped having any sort of dairy so that my voice would be as good as possible. When I get down there, it just starts getting worse. Oh, my gosh. And we're, like, tracking instruments and all this stuff. But but anyways, I'm going to say that as the teaser. 
Now I'm going to jump okay. back okay. to how I got there, and then we'll, <laughs> I'll finish my, my dramatic voice story. Sweet. Um, basically, <laughs> I've been reading my, my dramatic voice story. Oh in my a gosh. dramatic voice. In a dramatic in voice. In a world. In a world Sorry. where Nathan, Daniel. what? I didn't know you could do that. In a world where Daniel Heffington <laughs> lost his voice. <laughs> in a Nathan world. Nathan Bittner find it for him. <laughs> Um, so anyways, I've been reading my hometown newspaper online because I'm, I'm nostalgic like that. And I was reading online? articles. Yeah. Like I, I was, right now I subscribe to the newspaper I grew up with because I'm way too far away to get it, but it's a great newspaper. And so, um, I was reading it, reading it online and they said, so nobody knew this, but Timbaland had this studio in Virginia beach, just sold it. And now they're opening it up to the public. And in addition to the new owner, whose name is Josh, <laughs> they uh, have a guy named Drew who's uh, like kind of running it with him. And Drew is this incredible audio engineer slash producer. And like you said, his resume includes like Justin Timberlake. Like he and Justin spent a week in the studio making the most recent Justin Timberlake album. And it was like, uh, I think, no, no I think it was Man of the Woods. And they just like spent a week doing it. In Basically, that just the, I don't remember if it was that studio or a different oh, one. They worked together. They worked together oh, like, okay. for a week. Basically, just the two of them, and they they made this album. He did the same thing with three of the tracks from um, Ed Sheeran's X album, the Multiply album. Yeah, he did. Do you know the song "Sing" by Ed Sheeran? Yeah. yeah. He like he wrote that song. He played the guitar on that song. Like what? well, like like I mean, I'm not saying he was the songwriter, but like he like built that song with yeah. Ed, and he was in the studio with Ed for a day, and they just like made it together and he he, he <laughs> wrote insane. he wrote the guitar parts and stuff and yeah. ed was like uh the rap in that song he said ed like just stepped out for five or ten minutes wrote the whole rap and then came back in and laid it down dude and it's like so yeah, it was like inc incredible so the the cool thing the other cool backstory is that he uh in virginia beach way back in the 90s met this high school kid who walked into a studio where he was working and was like i want to make a song and this high school kid just happened to be a high school Pharrell Williams. Oh, wow. And so he was just the engineer on duty. They made a song together. The relationship worked out. Like, it was like they were they were clicking. And, yeah. and Pharrell just basically kept him as his personal audio engineer for every project since. And Pharrell has, <laughs> Pharrell has done his, his own songs. But then he and his buddy Chad have, they're called the production duo The Neptunes. Mm -hmm. And they've produced Jay-Z, Beyonce, like all of these crazy hip-hop acts and and pop acts and everything and every project that pharrell or the neptunes do drew is like the guy and so he Dang. has like this resume a mile long but he's like the most nice and like down to humble down-to-earth yeah. dude um That's so cool happy to like tell you stories if you want to geek out but like also happy to like treat you as like you know a very like like he treats you as a musician in your own right he's not like mm. shut up kid i worked with pharrell you yeah, know like, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, not yeah. like that would be yeah. annoying i know i know um that would be annoying but but you know he kind of has like if anyone could do that he could do he could do that mm -hmm. um and so uh anyways i met with them i was like i have to like see what you guys are doing and like like hear about so you, this place did that was you in my DM them or how yeah, did you I, I actually did an old-fashioned cold call oh, okay I, it's just a, a step a phone less call? yeah facetime just, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, just a step less awkward than the cold call facetime yeah i just like uh called them up left a message and i was like hey i'm from virginia beach i just heard what you guys are doing you know i want to hear more i'm so excited that, that y'all are like bringing this to my hometown and they called me back and they were like you should come come see the space come have a meeting and maybe we can work on a project together. I had a song that I was like, 
with that sort of resume, this song that yeah. I've written would be like perfect to, mm-hmm. to produce with these people. And so we had a meeting. I kind of rearranged my schedule a few weeks ago and just drove down, like drove down on a Saturday, like four and a half hours, met with them, drove back up on like a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that was my weekend. And we had a great meeting. We kind of hit it off well. And then uh, they said, let's let's do a song together. And wow. Um, they gave me like a, a good rate for, for the project. And so I was like, I think I can swing that, you know, we'll have to see. It was like, you know, they yeah. were very, for, for a studio like that, it was a very generous rate. I'll be very honest. I'm an indie musician, not a rich <laughs> indie musician. So yeah. any rate from a professional studio is like, you know, feels like a steep price tag to me. Of so, course. Yeah. um, so what we did was we, we went and, I talked with my wife and she is like this rock star. I call her my manager, but she refuses to take on that title. <laughs> so I'm still guess I'm trying to like, you know, pitch her to like be my manager. I'm like, try, it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, how artists are like constantly trying to find a manager, get yeah. the attention of a manager. Yeah. I'm still trying to get the attention of my manager. <laughs> <laughs> I I have like, you know, I have like, the attention of like I have some attention because she like was willing to be my wife, but I need, to, right. I need to get the rest. I need to get the rest. You're able to get that contract the, signed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was able to get that level, but I need. I still haven't reached manager level, so um. So hopefully we can we can lock that in sometime. That's funny. Um. But anyways, um. Yeah. So she was like, I told her about it, and I was like, Should we do this? Should we not? She was like, We definitely need to do this. She mm. was like, You need to. You need to take this opportunity, and so wow. we talked about it. We prayed about it. We set it on, on the dates they could do it, like a week or two later. And I was like, "That's great," because my schedule picks up in April. Mm. So I went down last weekend, last Thursday night, and and like as we were like talking through logistics and pricing, they were like, "Here's the rate." I was like, "Okay, I think we can. I can think we can figure out a way to to swing that." And then they were like, "You know what? You uh, you should come down for an extra day." Because you said you wanted to finish some songs, so I was like, "Yeah." And they were like, "Well, um, just for the heck of it, just come down and we'll let you we'll let you write for a day in the studio." <laughs> and that that was like, "What?" That is I, my, so cool. Like jaw on the floor. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, "Okay, this is great." So I uh, went down there, and uh, we booked a local session musician that was like this multi-talented guy that they've mm. worked with before. So he did. Uh, he was going to do drums and keys and some other stuff. I brought down. Wow. I brought down my gear. Um, I'm a, for those who don't know, if they're listening, I'm a guitar player, so I was planning to do most of that. But we, I wanted like a a more talented, like an innovative, like lead guitar player than I am yeah. for like you know, like original original guitar licks and stuff. And so I got my old guitar teacher, the guy who who taught me guitar like in high school, Aww. who's now like a the senior pastor of a of a good sized church down there. Oh wow! And he like you know he used to be a worship leader and then he was like uh because i have a background in worship leading as well and he we kind of connected on that when i was in high school and then he went on i went on to do other things and he went on to do even more things at his church where he's now the senior pastor and um he was still willing he was like you're going in the studio man like yeah tell me when and he showed up with like his beautiful guitar and his uh line six uh helix and he just like you know like laid down these like amazing guitar parts that's and, so cool yeah he's so good like he he is basically my guitar hero like <laughs> like no lie like he's yeah. so good yeah. yeah um and uh yeah so we we basically went into the studio uh we kind of had friday it's like a writing day and a, a pre-production day 
Then we started tracking really hard on Saturday. We did most of our tracking on Saturday, but then ended up saving vocals and acoustic guitar for um, for Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we did that Sunday morning. And we spent all the rest of Sunday like mixing and tweaking and yeah. kind of mastering and stuff. And so um, it was like intense. We had like long hours. I, my different family members in the area dropped by and I yeah. got to kind of show them the studio and stuff. Um, but then on, uh, I guess I've been kind of rambling for a while, but I will finish. I will finish. I wanted to hear the story. Okay, cool. So this is the story. And so like on, on Friday, my voice started getting worse. And on Saturday, my voice, I was like on Saturday before we went to the studio, Abigail was with me, like, again, like acting like my manager, like she was with me. We had, my parents were watching our little girls. And so we went by Walmart and we grabbed like boxes of throat coat and, Mm -hmm you know cough drops and i brought the nasty nasty spray that like can numb your throat if it's like like hurting and stuff and so i was like kind of trying to prepare even though i hated all of those things i don't really love to drink hot tea i don't really love like all this stuff and um i was like chugging the tea doing all this and it was kind (laughs) of funny because i thought saturday was vocals day so i was like i was like trying to prepare you know it's almost like like, that day and you know like if you're like in the studio or like in something like that you're like I'm working with the uh, people I don't normally work with. I'm, yeah. You know, they haven't heard yeah. me sing live. I'm like, yeah. not like, not like I thought they would like be mean or something, but it's like, you want to like, you're there to do a professional job. You yep. want to do a professional job. Yeah. So I'm totally like, what if my it. voice is like cracking in the booth, you Aww. know? So I was kind of freaking out. I'm like chugging hot tea, chugging like throat cough drops, spraying my voice. And then <laughs> we get to like 10, 10 at night. And they were like, you know what? What if we just do vocals tomorrow? And I was like, that's probably a, a really good call because, like, you know, 10 at night, your voice isn't the oh, freshest, yeah. no, you know. No. But I was kind of, like, on the starting line all day. Like, you know, yeah, it might be, like, like, we might be about there, you know, like, after this, after tracking this instrument or tracking yeah. this whatever. Did you and have any, so, like, sort of scratches down? Um, I made a demo before we went down there. And okay. so, um, fun story. We ended up using the demo in the recording what? as um, as, like, a as a, a really filtered loop. So we made that's it. That's so we, cool. I had made the demo to the grid. So like it was, you know, it yeah. worked and uh, made sure it was on time and stuff. And then I, we were like just playing with te- textures for the yeah, song. Yeah. And he was like, Hey, how about this? He drags the demo into the pro tools session, <laughs> puts this like weird, like wa- like kind of quonky, like, like weird filter on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, wonk, wonk, like this kind of thing and filters the whole demo hmm. chops wow. it and uses it as a loop and so it was like That's it sounded awesome. so cool yeah what in the world yeah i know and so he so had like brilliant. he was the most brilliant user drew the the guy who was my engineer and producer Man. was the most brilliant pro tools user i have ever seen he hmm. was like his fingers were flying he was like <laughs> he, they had this sweet studio so there were three sets of of monitors in the mm. studio they were like Gosh. venue speakers like 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 truly like like huge speakers and this bass cabinet on the floor that was like four or five feet wide yeah then um mid-level like very large very large studio monitors yeah and then kind of like tiny studio monitors and so he had this neve console which is like yes this uh this guy super named, like whatever vintage. yeah vintage console like 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 recording desk you know mixing desk uh and and it was I, it was probably built in like the seventies or something. I'm not sure. Oh man! Um, but this thing was probably worth like one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars just the console. And so he had these buttons on it, and it's like all like this super cool like analog setup, and he can just like 
tap the buttons in between and and directly send the signal to like be like looping a section of the song and be like venue speakers studio monitors mini monitors just like tapping between it so it'd be like he'd be like mixing the drums then be like it's like kind of you'd be like hearing it yeah all like between like abc between all these speakers at the same moment yeah so it was like so neat and and he was like such a pro and we were he had like like so many like little tricks like um i guess like this is actually you guys like i'm you know if i was famous this would be like a great honor but but i'm not famous so don't it's not really but You're it's cool in, like Percival. it's cool that no i think this podcast is the first time I'm telling like any of my people or anything that i want yeah. to do this and so um we don't have a release date yet but there's a new song coming and yeah these are Woo! these are the details on it and i can even tell you the song title because that that's not do like it. giving away something right yeah i mean yeah totally. I mean, it is you, but yeah. like it's not yeah can we do that let's let's, let's release the song yeah. title do you want like a countdown the, or something um that would make me nervous let's 70, just 70 oh, 69 70. 88 <laughs> wait or wait oh. i just went to 80 yeah we just went up <laughs> uh three 70, 70, 70, 70, 70. one name of the song the name of the song that will be coming sometime this year is called voices <laughs> nice and yeah and so it's a song that i've played live that people seem to really respond to and, and it mm. definitely means a lot to me and so we did voices it kind of has like a, a hip-hop edge to the production yeah and um i love the beat yeah do, do, you, do you like that oh You're my digging gosh it? yeah cool it's so good so yeah it's they so good. they uh like we had the guy that the session guy was the the drummer for that and he was like so he like, was so tight he was like a metronome like yeah. like i don't even think they i think they barely like you know did any sort of like quantizing tweaking or anything yeah. it was mm-hmm. like so cool like i had the demo i just programmed a loop in like garage band or something and i was like kind of like this and and then he played through and i was like that sounded beautiful but like can we have these fills and then he just like he was like oh yeah show me which one i just played like a measure of it <laughs> and then he like redid the that. thing with like the perfect fill like Ugh. everywhere it was supposed to yeah. be so i, I told oh, you wow. like those drums sounded so good yeah. that I was thinking they're either fake yeah. or they're, it's like the best drummer. The yeah, best yeah, drummer yeah. in the yeah. world. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It was Literally. so good. So good. Yeah, so it was, I was thrilled. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, so it was super cool. Um, Drew, the, the amazing producer guy, he like has so many cool like tips and tricks because, you know, he's worked with like the royalty of the hip hop genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this was kind of a hip hop inspired song and I was like, how could I have asked for a better you know yeah producer pairing for this track mm. and he had like um maybe maybe sometime we should talk i don't know if you guys ever do repeat guests but like it'll be easier once the track comes out and i could like analyze it and tell people yeah. how yeah. we made it but like there's this one part where he basically like showed me a way to switch up my hip-hop vocals in this kind of rappy section to where he was like this is a secret that like biggie smalls and like some other people like yeah pioneered in in hip-hop and you know that that kind of style so he was like i'm gonna tell you this secret but like you know everyone's gonna be calling and being like how did you hear about that like we <laughs> thought that was a well-kept secret of the oh, industry yeah. type thing <laughs> oh. so he was kind of joking but like you know it was like he knew this because he's been in the sessions yeah. you know yeah and so it was wow. amazing um and i'm a huge like ed sheeran fan like he's an inspiration to me mm. We're both solo singer-songwriters, and um, he's, like, been, you know, made three songs off my favorite album with Ed Sheeran. So it's yeah. like, I was, like, I didn't even know that when I sent him an Ed Sheeran song as a reference. Oh, really? And then, like, they were, like, oh, so Drew didn't work on that song, but he did the three other songs, like, right before it. Yeah. And I was, like, 
holy crap like that's like i was like <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah like i was like whoa okay Dang, so yeah i so felt cool, very blessed they thought that you were talking about like right, stuff like, that he'd done i know they're like, like, oh no no the other edge you're like right. wait what that's right not because what I'm, like, even... I'm sending reference songs with, like right. my, my dream songs my like you know look up to guiding light tracks you know yeah and he was like oh yeah i worked on it and i'm like what <laughs> So that blew Gosh, me away. That's and insane. I guess the final aspect of the story that I probably should share because uh like I'm like a god person, like I believe in God. You're you god guys, person. I'm not a god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Kanye here, yeah, okay? Yeah. Um but uh but like I I believe in God and like you know, I I mentioned before I think like I was I was praying about, you know, is this a good a smart decision? Like, you know, yeah. indie artist, you know, got that indie budget and like, which <laughs> yeah. means no budget you know, like, yeah. but like you know should i should i try to go for this and so uh, a few years ago when i made well, a couple years ago when i made my ep um i ran a kickstarter and so that's like quite a process and thankfully it was successful and some very generous people got on board we had about 80 some people that like awesome. backed my my ep a couple years ago and this was like i found out that we were going down to do this single for voices like 10 days before we went down to do it so i was mm. like there's definitely not time to run a kickstarter or something yeah. but i'm also like not sure that i can swing the the full like studio costs and stuff mm. and so um we kind of were talking and praying we we're like we really feel like we need to do it we and we can figure out you know how, how. Yeah. um so what i did was i sent an email update to kind of like my top kickstarter backers from mm. the project before and i basically said i have a crazy story to tell you and um I felt really awkward because like I've kind of been thinking I wouldn't do another Kickstarter yeah. because there's like this balance of like, you know, do you want to like do crowdfunding every time you do a project? And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be too proud to do that, but I also don't want, like, I think I have this insecurity that people will be like, why are you always asking me for money or something like that? Yeah. And I don't want to be that person, but I kind of worried about that. Yeah. But like, I kind of felt like, I kind of felt like, I needed to at least share the next step in the journey. Because it's and, exciting. Yeah. And so I, I basically yeah. told them how it all came together. I told them what it was going to cost to do the project. And I was like, um, and the reality is that there's an opportunity if you want to be part of this next song uh, by being a backer and, a, and a, a supporter financially, like there's a great opportunity for you to do so. Like this is not a real official Kickstarter, but I'd love it if you wanted to be part of the journey of this song, Voices. And... um I kind of felt weird about it, but I was like, no, this is a good thing to do. Like get outside my comfort zone, not be too proud to, you know, update people. And there was like a really great response from it. And today I found out that in like the span of like 10 or 15 days, people individually had contributed to cover the cost of recording what? last weekend. That's yeah. awesome. I found that today and it was Dude, like. Dude, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. I've, I got goosebumps when I was at my desk this what? morning and I and I found that out. And so like. Wow. Yeah. So like I had no expectation of that. I was like lucky. I was like, we're lucky if maybe a few people are like, oh yeah, here's, you know, a little bit like. Yeah. Help me cover gas money to the studio. Like, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And so. um not I know absolutely and not yes. to get like, over, not to like, you know, over dramatize it. But like, I think it's really cool. I texted my wife. I was like, honey, I just found out that um, these people are contributing and like, you know, all together, this, this like covers the the cost of the the single. And um, she was like, she texted me back and she was like, I'm, I have tears in my eyes right now. She said, our daughter's name is Ellie. And she said that one of our daughter's names is Ellie. 
she said Ellie had just had her kid's Bible and was pulling it out to the place where God made um, food, like fall down like manna from heaven yeah. <laughs> for the for the people in the desert. And she was like, Ellie was just asking me to explain this story where like God like made the food come down from the sky. And she was very mm. curious about that, like this unexpected, you know, blessing. And I w- mm. and she was like, I feel like that's what just happened. Like yeah. I, we were just talking about this story and you texted me that like, this backing has come through for the project oh wow so it it was it got me pretty emotional this morning and it was kind of like a confirmation other crazy thing i didn't even know this but while we were down there in the studio i got my wife pulled me aside and she was like did you realize that this weekend is the identical weekend that you recorded your your ep two years ago (laughs) what and i was like (laughs) no I was like, this is just the weekend wow. that like worked out because of my schedule and the studio yeah. schedule. She like, yeah. And then she looked at Facebook memories and mm. it was the same identical weekend. Wow. wow. So it was like this weird, like, that's crazy. Man. Like things kept happening where I was like, okay, I guess this was supposed to happen. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. Know. It's confirmation. Yeah. Lots of confirmation. It's so, um, yeah, it was a very good feeling and it is got me excited to like get it out and share it with yeah. people so man. that's amazing right man. now we're in we're so this so fresh like i came home on monday it's thursday now so i'm kind of in like the tweaking mixing mastering i actually sent it you both have heard the song right now because <laughs> so you're my like inner circle and and <laughs> you guys were kind enough to give me some like feedback and that whole tweaking process so um we're doing that right now and i'm like Nobody, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, a few days from now, don't hold me to this, but I'm hoping for like an early summer, early cool. summer release. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I think it's like a good, a good driving around your car in the summertime. Oh, totally. Oh. That's <laughs> how I listened to yeah. it yeah, <laughs> when dude. you said cool. it to me. Cool. So dude, that's what we're that's hoping for. So cool, man. Just to like encourage you. Like, yeah. uh, cause uh, like that story is so encouraging to me too, yeah. but like sometimes I, um, like for myself, like I wonder, you know, like what are the signs that like I need to like see from the Lord to like confirm in me that I'm like supposed to be doing this, you know, and like supposed yeah. to like keep doing this. And I yeah. think like a lot of artists um, and maybe like one of the hardest things about like, or one of the things that we face the most is being like believers in mm-hmm. God and like Christians yeah. and artists is that the world of being an artist is so much about self-promotion, sure. self-marketing, <laughs> yeah. making it, right. doing it all in yourself, hustling and everything, right. and making things happen for yourself. Yeah, you, you kind of become the product a little bit. Yes. And on the side of the of the Christian, it's like we're we're like it ain't told about me. it's not about right. me. <laughs> right. And we're told to like surrender everything yeah, to yeah, the Lord. Exactly. And so it's like how balance. for me, like how do you find the balance yeah. of like yeah. um doing that? And I think I think like it's just the Lord like opening doors for you sure. and confirming it for you that like, Hey, like this is my yeah. will for you. Like, yeah. here yeah. you go. He's blessing you, yeah. you know? Oh and, gosh. and yeah. so, um, like, and that's what I, I keep telling Maggie too, is just like, as long as the doors keep opening, yeah. keep going through them. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it's not really until you see the door start closing that right. I think you need to rethink what right. you're doing right. with your life. Yeah. And so yeah. just to encourage you, like, dude, yeah. the Lord is opening doors for you. It's so you know? exciting. And like, yeah. I am like just hundred percent like sure. Like this is what he asked for you. Oh, you know? And that's obviously so kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. So pumped for you, dude. Man, thank you. I, uh, yeah. I definitely have like basically every artistic insecurity and like life direction questioning. So like, yeah. that's very we encouraging. And yeah, we all do. And you guys the same way, like, 
you're you're like I will publicly re-congratulate you on your your EP and (laughs) singles they've been like crushing it on Spotify and stuff so yeah it's weird congratulations (laughs) that was good it's not it's not weird I mean like (laughs) Like surreal weird yeah that's that's true never thought I'd see like because you don't do it for the numbers or anything like that so but you do do it for it to reach people exactly and so like and so when it does you're just like it's not like you're like oh. want numbers just for the heck of it, but exactly you do like it's you do it so people hear. It. I mean, music is like art and music. I think not to get too philosophical, but it's like it is good. <laughs> it is like it, it is inherently valuable whether or not you have a large audience or a small audience. Oh, it's like 100%. it's it's valuable. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's it's like it's still worth creating, even if you're the only person who experiences it. Like it's still reflecting some of like the eternal like beauty and truth and like mm. goodness and it's good to make like it's a good thing to do yeah um but there's also like the fact especially if you're trying to cross that line of like doing it semi-professionally or semi-professionally mm-hmm. there's like the place of like you want to see that response of like okay it is connecting with people it is like, like hey, you're doing a good job right this and isn't it, stupid right yeah. it's not stupid yeah. <laughs> and like and furthermore you're not stupid for thinking this could be part of your professional life because there's right. some things that you do just because like you know you can't help but do them but they're not going to be part of your professional life they're going to mm-hmm. be an important beloved hobby or something but it's like right. i think right. especially like for somebody like like me and and i think in some ways we're all kind of in this boat of like we're not quite doing music full time like we're not like it's not like the only thing we do is mm-hmm. our our careers as musicians but, Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's kind of the dream, but it's like, at the same time, one. First of all, I think that it's kind of a misnomer to, to assume that, especially in today's like indie musician culture, that like, to act like you're a second class musician if like you also do other things that make money. Hmm. I mean, Justin Bieber just released a hoodie line on his website yeah. called like, <laughs> you know, he's like like I'm not saying he needed to do that like financially but mm-hmm. like you know <laughs> we're you know he's selling hoodies with smiley faces on them yeah um i work They're actually i so work cool. they are cool i was like I was, I was i was the reason i was looking at it because i was seeing how much they were yeah. yeah but they're all sold out except for the beanies so i might order a beanie because i love those yeah um but anyways it's like you know i think every musician i know even the ones that i would say are doing it quote full time they all have like diversification of income streams and yeah. and kind of pursuits and stuff so one like i think we need to make sure we're not like shortchanging ourselves and like you know oh well i also have this job so that means i'm you know less than or something mm-hmm. um but it's also like there is that like is that you know that kind of like that dream that question like is could this be my full time one day you know yeah and it's cool to see those little signals of like your song blowing up on spotify or something and being like okay is is not just me here yeah. in my bedroom <laughs> yep. writing this song that yeah. thinks this is you know interesting or right. helpful or something. Yeah, mm. um, I wanted to. One of my favorite parts about your story, yeah, is like in the very beginning, like when you cold called them. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I wanted to like go back to that and sure. talk about that because I just kind of had an experience like that too. Okay, cool. Where like I have this show coming up in a, in a few weeks at Jama Java. And, oh yeah, um, yeah. And it's gonna be a good show. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty it's like good a big act. Slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a pretty massive like artist. It's gonna yeah. be a big show. Yeah, like there's gonna be a lot of people there. I yeah. think so. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, Haley Reinhardt is her name. Yes, and um, she was on American Idol, I guess, in so 2011 cool. or something like that. So and cool. so 
she got big from that and then she covered that song can't help falling in love with you oh yeah that, my gosh it's like the one that you hear at every wedding ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i play that song at my shows sometimes yeah and so she i think she got like super big from that and now it's she's in that gum commercial yeah it's in that gum commercial mm-hmm. um so the she's Wrigley gum commercial extra extra oh, extra whatever. yeah they draw okay. the little right. pictures yes oh that's beautiful she did yeah. that one yep oh my gosh it's yeah. a great show so she like just came out with an album which is like actually amazing really? like, i was nice. listening to it today not like actually like i was expecting it to not be amazing but right, it's, right, right. it's mm-hmm. amazing like it's a really cool album nice and um so anyways so i was just like literally like searching on jam and java's website of like wonder what shows yeah. they have coming up yes yeah and i saw done that, that before <laughs> saw that she was yep. playing <laughs> and saw nobody was opening for yep. her and i just cold emailed them i mean Good. i've played there a couple times sure. before so yeah, i yeah. at least had the contact right right so i emailed the girl that books me a lot there is it jen yeah jen and like there's a new girl named uh lana who okay, does it nice, too nice. um so i emailed lana and she forwarded to jen because i think nice. they both like work yeah, on yeah. it together so i emailed her and was just like hey um like <laughs> yeah does she need an opener i think my vibe would work well yeah, yeah. with her stuff too and that's so cool and it took them like a few weeks and i was like uh, i guess not right and then, <laughs> right yeah and then they finally got yeah. back to me was like yeah we'd love to have you yeah and that's so, so i was like cool. i was like this is like that's incredible if i had, if i hadn't have just i would have been like nah there's no right. way exactly. you know what i mean exactly and yeah. like same for you like you yeah. if you had just been like there's no way they're gonna like yeah. respond to a phone call right. that i make i know and, like, i know you know I was thinking I mean? myself, I'm like, I heard about this from the newspaper. That means thousands of other people heard about it from the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Like, probably hundreds of thousands. Like, it's a big area down there. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to be one of, you know, at hundreds least at least, <laughs> at least 500 phone calls that are like, yeah. I just saw your Hi, article. And I have I wa- a song. I want to yeah. be the next Pharrell, you know? <laughs> um, and so, like, I was like, whatever. But but I just wow. I was like I had to do it and one thing you guys know Drew and Ellie Holcomb they're yeah. like yeah. indie musicians from Nashville yeah so I, I kind of follow their careers and like they're inspiring to me because they're like I think they're like entirely indie but they do this like full time and they both have wow. careers together and as solo like independent artists like from each other like yeah and they're pretty successful um, yeah yeah they're like they're like leading leading the way in many areas it seems um, but anyways one thing that I was reading like an interview or something with Drew Holcomb and he said, he was like, just so you know, like I send out like, like I think it's like a really good response rate if I basically send out like 10 lines, like 10 emails, 10 phone calls, 10 like, you know, dropping 10 fishing lines in the water. And I get like a mild sort of response from one of them. Hmm. He was like, that is like yep. a great success rate. Hmm. And like that's like a great you know that's a great return for me like yeah. when i'm doing this and he was like i'm emailing and calling people all the time and you know i consider it great success if like one out of ten yep even gets a response not yeah. even, not like turns into a show or something you know like yeah. gets a response and so i was like that's really encouraging to me because i think not getting responses which all of us have probably also done mm-hmm. is like the most demotivating thing when it comes to like asking about that next show totally. or like the next recording or something. And, you know, we all kind of, I mean, that's kind of like one of the things I wrote this new song voices is about is like that, the voices in your head that are basically like, well, yeah, why? Like, of course they didn't respond. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. why would you like, it's silly. It's kind of like silly to, suck. right. Yeah. It's kind of silly to expect <laughs> that they would that respond. No, I know, <laughs> that's but what they tell that's me. like what you're, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what the voices is. It's like, it's like, you know, 
you open your email, refresh, refresh, nothing's there yep. Yep. except for that advertisement from Gmail. And you're like, <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. You yeah. know, that's, yeah. that's, that's about who cares about my music or you know, something like that. But I was like, this guy who I look up to, Drew Holcomb, he's like saying one out of 10 is good. And, and if I send out, honestly, if I sent out five emails in a day, I felt like I sent out a lot of emails that day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know oh my what I mean? Gosh, like, it's like, exhausting. If, yeah, it, it is. It is exhausting. Yeah. And it's... like weird, you're like, what did I say in the last email? Should I copy and paste or like, <laughs> do I need to change it? They'll probably yeah. be able to tell. <laughs> right. <laughs> may or may not copy and paste the same links and oh, yeah, pictures sure. and no, that's videos. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but it's like, you do that so many times and you're like, maybe this is just a sign that I'm doomed to never go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But... I, I don't know like what my one out of 10 rate would be, but I, I probably have like at least somebody like texting me back or calling me back or saying, thanks for reaching out, but we can't use you on this. Yeah. It's not a ton worse than one out of 10. I just rarely send out 10 emails. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it might take me four months to send out 10 emails yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, but maybe, you know, one out of them responds right. or something. Cause yeah. all you need is one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. Like I think about, uh, think about your YouTube video, like that Austin saw, you know, it's just like how many views were on that? Probably like hundred, less than a hundred, yeah. like a hundred video- yeah. views Maybe. on that so, YouTube video that crazy. you had of her performing a jam and Java. And like one of those views yeah. was this lady who reps Austin, oh my gosh. the studio guy. And That's amazing. His, she, his talent agent. Yeah. And she reached out to Maggie That's about so recording. Cool. And then Through one thing Instagram. after another, that is so cool. Her, the EP's done. That's amazing. You know, it's like, and yeah. then here we are. So it's yeah. like, like you, you can be like, oh, 78 views. Right, right. I know. But Dude. one of those views was the EP. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, you know that's I mean? a good yeah, way to yeah. look Became at it. Became the EP. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's, so, that's wild. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm actually going back. Yeah, I and you're like, going seriously? back. I can announce this. Yeah. Nice. I'm recording like a summer single oh, yes. this Monday. It's kind of funny. I'm almost expecting to walk in and Austin not be there because it's like April Fool's. Oh, so nice. Like, it's like, oh, oh, just well. kidding, man. <laughs> like, I can totally... <laughs> I'll actually, take your money, though. Wait, is that how he talks? Yeah. <laughs> not at all. No. Uh, he's like just goofy. Like, nice. I wonder if he's ever listened to this, Nathan. I don't know. Do you guys we talk, talk about, about him a lot on this? Yeah. Pretty frequently. I mean, he's nice. impacted my yeah. music yeah, yeah. Like, journey he's your producer, so much. Yeah. 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 He's my dude. That's so, so cool. Love that guy. Wanna meet Love you, sometime. Austin. Hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, I'm sure just, you don't sound like that. No, yeah, he no. does. <laughs> Let that be just an encouragement, like for us, though. You know, yeah. like to take those little experiences, like that we have, of like the times when we just tried something and yep. it and it worked. Yep. And then let that like, <laughs> in, like help us to motivate us to uh, yep. try an, another twenty or thirty times. Yeah. And for twenty nine exactly. of them to fail, but exactly. one of them to work. And to not feel bummed about that. Like be yeah. like to still be like, ha, one out of ten. Yeah. One out of twenty, that's really good. And like um kind of like slightly smaller version of it, but it's like tomorrow, uh tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow I have a show in, in DC at Ebenezer's coffee house in DC, which um, is this, I didn't know that. Really? I didn't know that you either. Didn't show. Really? I didn't know you did a show. I we do have a show tomorrow. Are you? Please do <laughs> I mean, it. I, w- show up. Yeah. Um, it's Maybe. Fi- is it, it's kind of a weird 29th? time. It's at 5 p.m. So okay. they started it really early because it's like the D- DC kind of shuts down after like 6 p.m. So mm. DC? Like, yeah. like On a Friday night. 
Yeah, because everyone's trying to leave by like three to get home for the weekend. Not not like the locals, but like oh, gotcha, the gotcha. buzz okay, okay. the buzz of the work day. I know what you're saying. Totally okay. shuts down. Yeah, I and so you meant in general, like there's no, a nightlife no, no. in DC. Yeah, no, there is, there is. It's DC, but I don't know that like this coffee shop has a massive nightlife. Like okay. they close at seven yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they booked me at five. But anyways, the way <laughs> that show came was like I I knew of them. They're cool. Like they're like a really cause oriented coffee shop called Ebenezer's and think they're connected to a nonprofit or a church ministry or something mm-hmm. they're like this beautiful coffee shop with a full venue in the basement like like wow. i mean like small venue but like yeah. you know like stage sound system you know dude all what? this yeah yeah and so i emailed them and i was like um hey guys like i i think we emailed once before just kind of like asking how they book shows there yeah. yeah and i was like hey i you know wanted to circle back see if there was ever a chance for me to play and they kind of like sent me the details and i was like yeah i'd be interested you know, what dates are available. And same, so that was kind of like had gone by and I didn't think they were going to respond or something. Then my sister, who lives in New York right now, texted me and she was like, can you come pick me up in D.C. at like 2 p.m. on Friday the, the 29th? And I was like, you know, I have a day job, right? Like, from <laughs> not 8, 3 to 5. Like, yeah. She was like, yeah, I just like, I haven't visited you yet since I moved, so I thought I'd do that. I was like, well, if she's Aww. coming to visit me, like, I kind of have to, yeah. you know, pick her up. So I, I talked with my boss, and he was like, yeah, yeah, just take half a day or whatever. And so I was like, great. I was like, I'm, I guess I'll drive all the way to D.C., <laughs> meet her at the random bus stop, and drive her all the way back to, to Berryville, Virginia. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, right after we had had that text conversation, I opened my email, and oh Ebenezer's had gotten back, and they were like, so a few of the dates coming out that would work for a show, it would be like this, 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 and like in the middle of them was Friday the 29th, <laughs> where I was already going to be like a few blocks away yeah. picking her up on the bus. Wow. And so I was like, I texted my sister back, and I was like, you want to sing a song with me right after I pick you up from the bus? <laughs> I was like, we can, uh, That's cool. you know, they asked me about a show, and so we did it, and it was like. Didn't you just do that too with her? That was someone. A, I have two sisters in New York right now. Okay. And so okay. same thing. Yeah. The other video. one surprised me when I was down at Aww. doing another show and she sang with me. I think we're going to do the same song. It's like my official duet with my sister's song. <laughs> um, both of my sisters, shout out to them, Anna and Leah. It was so pretty. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm hoping we get to the, to do that in the studio sometime soon. Like That'd be that's, cool. that's one that I, it's very different sound. I, I cannot write a consistent sound. That's probably Neither my, my biggest weakness as a writer. Me too, Daniel. Um, I don't know if it's a, like, I, fall, I flip flop between is it a weakness or is it a strength? Or is it a strength? Because I don't know if you guys listen to the podcast and the writer is with Ross Gold. No. Never okay. heard of that. I'm going to check it out. Amazing podcast. You'll probably be addicted. I'm addicted. I, <laughs> I got like a month ago and I've finished probably three and a half seasons of it or something. Oh, wow. And um, he's an LA songwriter and they have this songwriting community, especially in the pop world, where like you'll notice like five songwriters on a pop song yeah and like for like a band or something it'll be like the members of the band but like on an ariana grande song or justin bieber song or something like that you'll see these names that are like not their manager not not him not their best friend you know and the truth is like many most pop pop artists like the biggest ones don't write the majority of their their own songs Mm -hmm. so there's this songwriting yeah but like it's also like they still make songs that I love. So I'm like, maybe it's just a, a, another way to do it. And the way they do it is they have these pop songwriters who like are not necessarily artists. Maybe they used to be, maybe they're whatever, but they like live in LA, like Julia Michaels, you know, you know her, like she's got the song issues and mm-hmm. stuff. She is now kind of coming out as an artist, but for years she's been behind the scenes as just a pop songwriter yeah. writing songs so for Sia. Um, yeah. Sia she too. She was a writer before. Yeah, she... exactly. Sia kind of did like artists when she was young, 
kind of got burnt out a little bit, tried to be a writer. And then Calvin Harris, I think it was mm. on Titanium, right? That was Calvin Harris. Yep. Mm-hmm. He sampled her vocal from her demo from years back without her permission. They worked it out later, but he sampled <laughs> he sampled her vocal. He without, knew all this tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, I, I Wikipedia too, too much. Um, but anyways, um, sh- he sampled her vocal without her permission for his song for the song Titanium, and she was like, it skyrocketed, of course, and she's like mad because she had just decided I'm never becoming an artist again. I'm yeah. only a writer. I want to get known as a writer. Yeah. And then it's like featuring Sia, and sh- her voice is back out on the airwaves. <laughs> anyways, because it's amazing. Right, it's amazing. And it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but this podcast and the writer is talks about is it okay? I don't, I'm not trying to promote another podcast on this How podcast. How dare you? But we yeah. talked about ear biscuits. So yeah, that's yeah. okay. No, it's all good. Um, but anyways, he he interviews all of these songwriters, most names we've never heard of, or you know some of you have, but it's like all the people behind these pop songs. And what's mm. crazy is that if you look at it, the top forty on the pop charts, they might be like forty different artists, probably like eight different writers. That's amazing. Because all of them work on like they're this. They're rolling in it. Yeah, they, they are. <laughs> and Good all Lord. The, yeah, yeah. And they're all like, you know, writing it together. And they have this really tight-knit community. They have these camps. It's like going to camp. Oh. When, when Ed Sheeran made his. made I, I really want to yeah, go. We awesome. need to find a way to go. Yeah. But it, I watched the Ed Sheeran documentary where he made his Divide album. Mm-hmm. And he set up a camp with Julian Michaels and Benny Blanco and all these people. Took him out to like a, a fancy, you know, house in the woods in like Malibu or something. I don't Sounds know. Sounds like a horror movie. They, I know. I know. It looked like a horror movie. <laughs> but it was really woods. fun. Yeah, exactly. In Malibu. But they have. They you know, that even possible in a world in Malibu. Thought Malibu was a beach. Well, I, kidding. I think you're right. So I'm probably, no, I'm sure I'm there's probably mixing it woods up. somewhere. I well, I, I've heard that there's woods around in a Malibu. world where there's a forest on, a on beach. the beach. <laughs> in a world where Ed Sheeran, yeah. um, is this fire festival? Yeah, oh my gosh, that documentary stressed so me good, the heck though. out. So good, yeah. Oh, um, but, anyways, like they have these camps, they write songs for a week, and then the artist picks the songs they wrote. And choose the ones they want for their album, and they do it. And it's like um, that's that's like how they, how they do it sometimes. And wow, um, like there, but like there's these people, there's this whole industry, of people who do this, yeah. and that's their life. So long ramble to say, um, you know, I kind of love the idea of like getting into that, like co-writing somehow, and like having my artist career because there's a lot of them, like Ryan Tedder, One Republic, yes, perfect example. Oh my gosh, I the love dude, him. The so dude much. is like rocking the world with one republic but simultaneously he's one of the most sought after co-writers yep. for other artists mm-hmm. he writes for switchfoot he writes for uh adele he writes for all these people and they want bruno him mars too. yeah bruno mars and so um like that sort of thing i've been like maybe that's the silver lining to not being able to write one sound because yeah it's like maybe i'll just release them all maybe that's what i'll do and i'll just like be this very eclectic artist or maybe i'll release a bunch and then be like i don't know who this song is for but maybe i'll get a publishing deal one day like i've been learning about publishing deals and mm-hmm. learning about me too record yep. deals and all this so it's like maybe you'll get a publishing deal where where you team up with this team that basically shops your song around to other people and says you know would you like to record maggie's song and then you know julia michaels is like oh that's a beautiful song i want to record it and then she does, and then you're, you know, a millionaire after the, after it, you know does well. But then cool you that. also have your Mackie Miles songs that you're known for, and it's like yeah. that sort of thing is is legit. So I would love to do that, and that's kind of what I'm hoping is like maybe being a good 
diverse writer will help with that yeah who, who knows it's hard i've nathan knows i've always struggled with and i feel like i've gotten a lot closer to it yeah but it's funny even right now in the season i'm in of life yeah i've been writing so much like <laughs> like not sad music but it's not it's not belief uh-huh. like it's yeah it's not <laughs> it's very like mellow but like layered and yeah. kind of like I don't know. It's like ethnic sort oh, of wow. like it's nice. like not even in like a like I don't even mean that in like a context of like nationalities or anything. Yeah, I yeah. just mean in general, like musically speaking. Nice. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. That's cool. So it's reflective of my personality. Yeah, think, yeah. But that's good. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. And maybe maybe you'll do something with those or maybe you'll meet the person right. who does something with those. I don't and, know. I and don't if know they're you know, if they've if they're further down the road or they have the right you know the right view on youtube you know it's like yeah it may be suddenly that skyrockets and you're you know you're gaining momentum in a different area and that's fine think, by me like i think you just got to embrace like whatever y- happens yourself yeah like yeah. embrace what makes you yeah. unique you know and, and i i feel like never try to not like i'm an expert but like never try to if a song's starting to come out and you start judging it like like, like i don't know if you've mm. ever been there but like you're writing a song and you start judging it and you're like this, like this song is this song sucks or this song doesn't this is sound cheesy. right or this doesn't sound like what i was hoping to write today like you know mm. something like that yes. never try and Change turn it. never try and turn that off or divert it or like repress it it's mm. like two things one maybe it will be way better than what you're expecting mm. two for me at least usually that has to get out of the way before the other one is going to come so it's like it's almost like like a, a traffic jam where it's like you know you're writing this song and it's like um if you if you try to like push it back you're going to spend all of your creative energy trying not to let that song out yeah. and be like the rest of you come you stay please the rest of you walk <laughs> the you rest stay, of you please. the rest of you advance you know yeah it's your turn to cross the street but it doesn't work that way and that song is just like this obnoxious you know plug in the drain and is like not letting all your creativity mm. out same Ed Sheeran documentary. He's like songwriting is like a tap. He's like, if you have a, a tap in an old house, you got to turn it on and let all the gross water come out, and like maybe some rust and you know all this kind of stuff. Mm. And and then the, <laughs> like that. and then the clean mm. water comes out. Yeah. And he's like, there is no way to get to that water you want. Oh, you without gotta, letting yep. the, the dirty water come out first. That's and awesome. so I think sometimes it's like in, you know you're, with your insecurities talking, it's like the weird song the weird water whatever starts to come out and you're like this is horrible this probably means that i'll never get clean water again this probably means that you know yeah. i have you know a a, a well that is like you poisoned by the through. evil neighbor child <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know you yeah you gotta, you gotta push through and keep doing it and then like maybe you'll rewrite it or something and i mean it, that's something that i've learned though is it's okay to um like don't completely delete or demolish it yeah. but like the other day I w- i'm working on like this these two songs that i'm like trying to figure out if i even want them to be two uh-huh. songs if i want to be one song yeah but um i was working on this verse and i was like that's really crappy and i can definitely do better and i was like but i want it to be like this way and right. then i kept that verse and i rewrote it five different ways good, good for you and i ended up mixing him 
from like the second and third or something like nice. that yeah but it was like it felt so good when i finally was like oh, that's it yes. like it's just the best yeah. it's like the oh, best yeah. feeling ever it's when like, like putting a puzzle piece together yeah and you're like, yeah you never know what you're looking for and then you like feel it and you have like this warm feeling in your chest and you're uh-huh. like hmm. that's it it's that's like it. this little glow uh-huh. <laughs> when you get that melody it's like on the inside hook. out you know the pixar movie inside yeah. out it's like when, like they have like a core memory and it's like this glowing yeah. orb Aww. of happiness yeah that's what that's what songwriting feels Ooh. like sometimes. I love it. I love. I love it. I love it. Daniel, man, thank you so much for yeah. joining us today. And thanks really for having me. Should wrap it's it up. It's been a here. great conversation. It's been awesome, man. Yeah. How can people follow you and and uh, keep up with your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my website is www.danielheffington.com. Pretty simple. <laughs> um, my Instagram and Facebook is at Daniel H Official. H um, official Daniel H official so Daniel Heffington for the H and then the word official that's Instagram and Facebook and nobody needs to follow my Twitter because I don't really do much on there <laughs> um, I do some like you can find me on Twitter yeah. but um, I just mostly tweet about Starbucks changing their rewards policies there you um, go <laughs> <laughs> That's to bring funny. it back to that to yeah. that conversation right? <laughs> anyways that's awesome man yeah hit me up um, we should clink because we haven't oh yeah we have today. not clinked clink. the entire podcast here yeah. we go we clink at the same time clink to songwriting to Daniel Hef one two three mm. oh, cool. <laughs> one two three Have it one two clink three <laughs> love that water cheers yeah and be on the lookout for voices yeah coming probably coming summer, summer 2019 yeah oh, man I'm pumped yeah it's awesome man can't wait dude Thank you so much, bro. Absolutely. Uh, Maggie, have fun in the be, studio, Maggie. Yeah, be on the lookout for Maggie's stuff, too. Yeah. Whatever that... Uh, we have no idea when that's coming and out. And go to Nathan's no show if you're anywhere in the area. <laughs> yeah, April 8th. Go to 8th. Nathan's yeah. show with Haley Reinhardt. April 8th, Jam and Java. Jam and Java. It'd be, it'd be awesome to see I'll you there. out there. Yes. <laughs> listener. <laughs> yeah, Maggie will be there. Yeah, no, I'll definitely I'm going to try to be there. Front row, like a big t-shirt, your Good. face on it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> My face on it. Yeah. Kelly and I are like screaming. <laughs> Chris Lopez is screaming. Yes. I'm just trying to think of your biggest love fans. That. I would love that. <laughs> I'll either be there screaming Natalie's or I'll send you a video of me screaming. <laughs> yeah. You'll be FaceTiming. We'll be pl- yeah. Yeah, FaceTiming. We'll be FaceTiming screaming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, my he's gosh. probably walking on stage right now. Good time to FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> sweet. You like don't well. have your ringer on. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks again, Daniel, man. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, bro. And uh, hope you guys have a great day, great Monday. We'll see you next time on the podcast. See you. Bye-bye.